Welcome to the Here With You podcast, your host, Ford Henley, and I'm here with my other host, John Harmon. Say hi, John. Hello, good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, so uh, today we were kind of thinking about what, what new topic we wanted to talk about. And what I was kind of challenged with recently is um, talking about community, and that's like, it's kind of like a buzzword. It took me a while to really figure out how that worked. And so it's like the community of the church, community, and just how that can really help with your mental health. People come who were coming to participate in our events, and then they decide that, oh, I can just go to go to a go to Planet Fitness or do this kind of thing on my own. And that's kind of the opposite of the point of what I'm trying to do with our group. So if we could kind of talk about more do you mind about if I, community. If I define community? Is it the Merriam-Webster's definition? <laughs> uh, I actually don't know. It might no, just, I was just kidding. It might be Wikipedia, actually, which I know isn't a valid source for college, but uh, I think for this podcast. Some, of, some say that Wikipedia is more accurate than the encyclopedia. So that was an argument that I had, but my professor <laughs> didn't buy into yeah. that at all. So apparently you need concrete sourcing and random people. <laughs> doesn't count yeah. for that. Uh, so the definition, just a mutual understanding that we can we can run with, is uh, community is a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. So that is how I, I think it's a good definition of community and what we can kind of go forward with and have a mutual understanding. Yeah, and I think I would even add, like, my personal definition in the sense of community of people who, like, that you can rely on and support for support. Yeah. So. It's a, I'd say a deeper well, we're trying to go deep, so. Well, I'm I'm glad that you said that because uh, that's definitely how I review community. I mean, I think that it's important that you not only be like-minded, but uh, you, there's also a deeper uh, relationship there. So if I'm having something that I'm going through that maybe we don't even have in common, but I feel comfortable and comfortable enough to share with you. That that I can kind of get that out there because I think it's uh, important that we share each other's burdens. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's an important part of community. So you have some uh, statistics, or uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do because uh, that's just how I roll. Uh, I like concrete facts. Uh, so these statistics are brought to you by the research team at McGill. I don't have time to see exactly source your. McGill was or what they do, but it seemed pretty legit, legit enough for this podcast. More legit than Wikipedia. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this one is uh, straight from the page of McGill. So, uh, just speaking a little bit on the importance of uh, community and in, in, in really relationship is uh, a lack thereof. So, uh, isolation, if you will, can actually. Um, increase mortality rate by 50 percent but it also can lead to uh, an early onset for alzheimer's disease and dementia which i think is really a product of uh, 
uh, lack of sleep, which is also something that people who isolate themselves uh, tend to have uh, a warped sense of time. Uh, so sometimes they get on a just an opposite sleep pattern as most people. Uh, so they have either a lack of sleep or they're sleeping at all the wrong times. Yeah. Uh, they stay up late watching a Flat Earth documentary. This is true. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, can lead to increased uh, depression, um, disrupt focus, and affect logical, verbal reasoning. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of like the gist of what we're trying to focus on. And I um I was talking about a documentary earlier, but um this documentary called Alive Inside. It's free on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime. And I totally recommend everybody watch it. But it's about the point of it is about how Alzheimer's patients listen to music and it helps bring them back to life like with my dad in dementia if he listens to a Johnny Cash album like he'll start dancing and and become more verbal but just watching a lot of it took place in nursing homes and and I had a great aunt who was in a nursing home and wasn't really visited and a lot of people in nursing homes aren't visited and they just have the paid caretakers who don't really they're just there to like feed them they're not there to really create that community with them and obviously it'd be hard to get to know the other patients and so it creates like they become isolated and then they rapidly advance in their uh, dementia and so I thought that was a good example of how that isolation can really affect you. There definitely seem to be a lot of uh, statistics and facts on, you know, the older or aging population in isolation. But, you know, an interesting fact is that babies that go without the touch of their mother can literally die. Uh, and that if a baby is not held or hugged, it can literally stop growing. Yeah, so, I actually, I don't know how I heard about this, but there was, was like... Miguel? No, there was like... No, I'm sure it was some documentary thing or something. But there's like a, one of the first orphanages was just like a, kind of like a baby farm. It was just like a bunch of babies in beds, like, and they weren't really taken care of or focused on. And it led to a lot of them passing away. Mm. And I'm always, I was always, might even still be, a person who can, now I wouldn't say I enjoy isolation, but I like to do things on my own, maybe a little too much. And so being a part of community was really hard, and it was kind of like foreign to me to understand, because everybody was like, oh, we, there's such a great community here, we got to join a community whenever I started going to uh, larger mega churches when I lived in Birmingham. And I was like uh, slowly raising my hand and and asking like, what is community? Like, I guess it's hard for me to really know what that meant by somebody just telling me. Because I, I like grew up on my own a lot, like, because my parents were always at work and 
And then we had moved to a new neighborhood, and there weren't a lot of people my age there. So I kind of figured stuff out on my own. And as I've become an adult, I've had to try to rely, learn to rely more on others and trust others. And I know that can be really hard, especially when you're like a, dealing with depression or something where you kind of feel like you're the only one going through this thing. And so if I tell you, then you're going to think I'm weird or being petty or something. No, I think we've definitely established, uh, no matter the age, that isolation can definitely set you up for some serious mental and uh, physical uh, ailments. You know that can that can definitely end your life prematurely. Um, and uh, it's definitely important. I think it's definitely a need for a community to kind of combat these things. Um, and I definitely have some pretty cool suggestions i guess uh as far as to motivate to to get involved or at least seek community uh even though it can definitely be challenging because i think you know the more you isolate yourself just it's like any other habit that's formed uh once it gets embedded you know mentally it's really hard to break uh, it's it's really hard to kind of get out of that um i feel like i overused the word funk uh, that was the first time I recognized you using it. So, uh, I think in in our episode one, uh, I definitely used it maybe two or three you times. Just like to get funky. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps that's what it is. I'm trying to defunk it though. Yeah, we want to get out of the funks, um, but just just bad habit um, because it's it's obviously something that's uh, it's not good for you mentally or physically. So. Um, you know, that's what we're here for. I think we definitely want to touch on some things that's going to help help our, our listeners. I um, said viewers, but you can't you can't view this. Not yet. Not not <laughs> yet. Coming soon. Yeah. Um, when we want to dress up. And I guess I kind of want to take a little bit of a turn because, you know, uh, Prodigal Souls, uh, if you couldn't tell, is definitely a faith-based uh, yeah. ministry that you started for so i definitely mental health discipleship mental health discipleship (laughs) but i think it's cool so like our faith is actually uh in its roots and its in its uh beginnings is uh definitely had to deal with isolation definitely had to deal with um having to be kind of underground so to speak uh, when it first started so i think that that's kind of interesting that you know we can as we look to our faith, know that even in its beginnings, even right after Jesus uh, was resurrected and uh, you know given his authority from on high and glorified and uh, you know ascended back up into heaven, um, as the church was forming, uh, they definitely had to kind of do so in isolation. One because it took time to grow. Uh, and two, because they were they were condemned for for their beliefs and, and and how, you know, they felt about Jesus and him being the Messiah. Um, but uh, at the same token, I think that we can definitely um, grab tidbits of uh, inspiration in how they dealt with that uh, in the founding and the growth of the church in the beginning phases. So. Um, some more fun facts <laughs> not brought to you by mcgill but uh the inspired word of god <laughs> yeah the holy bible 
Um, so I think one one scripture, like as I think about community, that kind of jumps off is actually uh, found in Acts, which if you don't know, Acts is is kind of that is the first chapter off after the gospel. So after the telling uh, about Christ and his life and his death and his resurrection and ascension, you go into Acts, which is really the first chapter where you get into how the church is formed and built. And in chapter 12, verse 5, we actually see where Peter has been jailed, and he's in jail. And it's a really cool verse there where I want to read it to you verbatim. I don't even want to. Oh, right here. Got it right here. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. So right there, chapter 12 of Acts, beginning of church history right there, uh, you see where a community of believers, um, maybe just a couple hundred strong, you know, came around the fact that Peter was in isolation, right? Like he was being kept in prison. Solitary confinement actually was held in lockdown he was actually underground chained to a jailer i mean this is some pretty heavy isolation but as he was there the early church uh, the people who who believed in christ who loved one another as christ loved them was on the outside praying for peter praying for him to kind of have his uh, his breakout moment, if you will, quite literally, but also I would say mentally. I mean, if you could think about the effects of even solitary confinement, you know, um, that that can have on you mentally. I mean, no sunlight, you know, the idea that, that there's no human interaction, that you're just in, in solitary confinement, probably just very lonely. Um, but these other individuals praying for him and believing in his betterment. So I think that that's kind of a good example, just even in the, the very uh, early church history of um, community, of people coming around each other and believing in, um, you know, that, that uh, you know, Peter was going to be set free. So um, I think that's a pretty cool example right there. You know, that we just one of the many examples that we can kind of look back on and, and, and say hey, our faith actually deals with this. Our faith says that we should come together in community, that we should uh, be here for one another, and that we should pray for one another, and that we should believe for others that uh, they can be set free and that they can uh, rely on us and that they can know that if they're feeling isolated, that they're not alone. Yeah, and I think if you're coming from like the outside of not being a Christian and at least in America, you kind of focus on, because I was even this way, our pride and our, like, being independent and, like, doing things on our own and really, for lack of a better word, like, kind of being our own god of our life that kind of creates its own isolation because everybody's kind of focused on themselves. Yeah. And so that was a kind of a big uh, paradigm shift when I started learning more about the community of the church and really having to kind of, I guess, be vulnerable and open with people and know that, like, you can count on them to reciprocate, I guess. And I think, and that's kind of why I also liked using kind of CrossFit for what we're doing because they focus on community as well. 
and that's kind of what you get out of the membership is people that you know are kind of coming to the same place fitness wise I guess using that in the Saturday workouts was I thought would be a good kind of like foot in the door for how you can start to create a community and now we're starting to do like help people move or help and other things go to go into events and so I'm trying to grow that community and and that's why I kind of try to do deeper icebreakers when we meet to oh, try yeah, to but you have a you know you kind of have a, you have a care group yeah that you do on Thursday nights yeah so I'm trying to create an environment where people can feel more open and yeah. trusting but it's getting people to see the benefit of that has been kind of difficult I guess not really sure where I was going with that but I just knew that me personally um just going to CrossFit and you know being around people who aren't gonna necessarily judge me but they'll help me grow or get better at what I'm doing and yeah and kind of point out when you're not doing something the right way because if you're not doing it the right way then it's gonna kind of hurt you in the long run yeah and so i guess it's sort of like a metaphor i guess but or analogy or well, i always I mean, get that mixed up it is good practice so like yeah if you go to the gym and someone's helping you with your form right they're essentially making sure that they're taking preventative measures to make sure that you're not hurting yourself so like you know you do it wrong you wake up the next day you're in pain so like yeah. they're helping you right there in the moment and then you're strengthening yourself by doing it better. It's gonna, you know, it's actually working the muscles that it's intended to work. So, you know, you're going to grow physically, uh, but also, so like, you know, like you said, it's a metaphor. So it's it's kind of this analogy where, like, okay, we're doing this in the physical, but uh, mentally, what am I learning? I'm learning that this person actually cares about me. Like this person cares about whether I hurt. This this person cares about my mental growth. So whether I can actually can complete this workout, whether I can complete this workout in the time allotted, you know, whether I can hit my full reps, like this person, you know, really actually cares about me and what I'm doing and, and, and what I'm going through. And then you, you take it to that next level with, you know, you have a care group that, um, that <laughs> that's going on. You, so you're actually taking care of that mental and that spiritual aspect. So you come in here and I can tell you a little bit more about, what I've been going through, uh, as far as, uh, you know, oh, you know, my wife and I are going through this or, you know, at my job, man, I'm so stressed out there. Um, and then just kind of spiritually, uh, I, I think, you know, what I've, I've been feeling, you know, these kind of negative emotions and just kind of, I, I, I love the recovering redemption. You know, he, he really covers a lot of these, uh, the spiritual aspect of that. So how to combat it, right? So like the things that he addresses about the sin nature, uh, about, um, you know, the reason that Christ died for us and, and, and you know, that spiritual aspect that's going to uh, also contribute uh, to the embetterment of, of yourself. So this kind of this fullness, this physical, okay, we go to CrossFit, we're physically working on how we feel. And CrossFit is definitely an emphasis on how you eat as well, which is also that physical and, you know, boosting your immune system. And uh, then that 
sense of community where it's also that mental like wait this person like actually cares about me outside of working out like they care about what i'm going through and then we've got the spiritual which is like hey not only do you matter to me but the reason you matter to me is because um because of christ because he he says that everybody matters right that that god loves everyone right and that ultimately he wants to be in relationship with them so that he can personally tell them hey i love you and i care about you so um yeah dude, that's i i love prodigal souls man it's it's definitely working um on all levels of of the human um composition man which is i think body mind and, and spirit yeah and, and that's kind of like what i was trying to do is and kind of my goal of everything is to be a resource and so I'm provide I view all these different things as like a resource, not a cure or a solution. Because uh, God is the the uh, solution or the the well, as Matt Chandler would say in recovery and addiction, yeah. that we should run to. So I was just one other thing I want to highlight. You know, going on our faith. Go is, ahead. Uh, in in the Gospel of John, uh, I am I'm totally biased to the Gospel of John. It's like I feel this. Wonder, wonder why that is. Uh, it goes beyond the name, man. I feel <laughs> like um, I am also Jesus's beloved. Just how I feel. It's very personal. Uh, but but chapter eleven, which is the death of Lazarus, right? He was actually a friend of Jesus. You know, it was one of his good friends. And um, there's a moment where he comes and Lazarus has died and been put in a tomb. And his sisters come, and uh, they're just upset, you know, why didn't you come sooner, Jesus? And, and he, he stops, right, fully knowing he's about to raise Lazarus from the dead, right? Um, but in verse 33, right before this, it says that he stopped and that he wept with them, you know? And I the love the shortest that. verse in the Bible. The shortest verse in the Bible. I don't know. What does Wikipedia say? I about think that? so. Okay. Maybe we should check. I know Jesus jail. wept. It's something. And yeah, Jesus wept. Right. Yeah. Jesus wept, which just speaks volume on this. Uh, first of all, that he cares. That even though he knows your pain and suffering, and even though he knows the alleviation of your pain and suffering, he knows exactly when it's going to come to you. He still takes the time to weep with you. He takes the time to feel what you're feeling. He doesn't disregard how you feel. He knows how you feel and that he takes that moment to be with you as though a father with their child after they fall off the bike, you know, the the mother with the child after, you know, it's like empathy on like another level. On a whole <laughs> other level, because he's he's omniscient, right? So like yeah. he he's all knowing. He knows all these things. Yet he takes the time to be involved in the moment because that's how much we matter to him. So that's that's kind of the first level of it. But the second level is the community involved in that. That like he took the time out to sit there with the sisters of Lazarus, and be with them. The sense of community, that he wasn't too big to be above the moment. That that one, that they needed him, 
and he wept. So he essentially he needed to weep as well. Like he needed that moment with them to to, to kind of be with them and experience that moment together, right? So I love that verse. And another interesting thing, and, and then we'll, we kind of, I guess, move on. Because um, I do have some solutions. I do have some I solutions do. back here. Yeah, it's page three on here. It's the, <laughs> uh, you know, summation. Communion, right? And I actually just started thinking of it as like community. So I looked up the definition of community. And I started thinking of like community, communion, like this. Uh, like I honestly, similar words. Very similar words. <laughs> like, let's go ahead. Let's see what the definition These for community is. root word in common. Yeah, right? Sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when on a spiritual level. That's communion? That is communion. Oh, I right? So, I mean, we're, we're so... It's more than the Eucharist? We're jaded, right? Yeah. Because we do, we do this communion, you know, some churches every week, some once a month, some only around Easter. You know what I mean? Like, we're kind of jaded at this idea of communion, this is my body. This is my blood. Like, like that's it's the first thing that comes to our Jesus, mind. I guess. I but know. it's like right now for like we're having communion. Like we are exchanging deeper levels of feelings and spirituality. Well, let's like, not make this uncomfortable. I know. Like this podcast has became so much, so much bigger. Yeah. Uh, but that is exactly what Prodigal Souls does, man. It has communion with people. Like, we don't just address some shallow thing here. Like, we actually, we get deep into it. Um, yeah, and, and that's kind of a challenge for me is the, you know, when somebody, I think a lot of people, when you have, like, a shallow community, like, you can ask somebody, like, how are you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm good. But then, like, to really, you have to go, like, the extra mile to, like, build that community. You have to be like, what's what's really going on like you have to kind of prod them and get them to open up because you can see it on their their face i know like when we had a recovery and redemption group a few weeks ago one of the members came and like they immediately knew that i was extremely tired even though i didn't say i was and i was tired from all the things i have going on in my life and setting up this group and trying to prepare for the small group can be a little bit of burnout and just that we have that kind of community now where people can notice those things and you know and be comfortable to tell them what's really going on i didn't mean to cut you off but i know that was it that was in your that was what i had so what are what are some uh solutions okay dokey solutions i have to start doing like audio transcripts now yeah. Oh, the flipping of the pages, man. No, yeah. this is this is how I roll, man. I gotta take care. No, I mean like so that people can reference uh, your uh, Are your you notes. Source, <laughs> source the notes. Yeah. Just trust me. Take my word for it. Download our PDF and fill out along with us. Just kidding. Um. Well, <laughs> we could we could make a game of it. What do you think the What do you think the first solution is? Community. We've touched on it. We've been speaking. Well, no, 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 okay. Jesus. So, so <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, those are all correct. But um, just some suggestions, some things to kind of help motivate to get you out to experience this community that we're talking about. Things that'll help us kind of edge those who are in isolation out. Some, 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 some things. You're obviously not going to guess it. 
<laughs> you tried and you failed for it. All, even though those were all very great uh, answers. Uh, what's like? What do I do about my isolation? Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Exercise was the first one that I have written. Oh. I know, right? Because it's prodigal souls, and we do CrossFit training. So I was thinking too deep. You were going way too deep, right? Yeah. You were you were trying to you were going straight back to communion, man. You were going for yeah. spiritual level. I guess Jesus. that's me. And my, I'm always like big picture, and it's hard. So I see the end, the end goal, and everything. I guess I'm so. in the flesh, man. I'm in the flesh yeah. over here. Okay. Exercise. Find an activity you enjoy. Odds are, Ford, other people enjoy that activity too. Yeah. I.e., community. Or I.e., Catan. Catan. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. I mean, it can be anything. We say exercise, but it's just it's like, what if your thing is art? If your thing is painting. Go find a an art club, man. Go 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 to the the park and paint because there's people at the park. You know, it's an opportunity for interaction. There's an opportunity for community. Like we have this this ministry is very set. We're doing CrossFit. We're gonna exercise. But I would say that for anything yeah. that can allow you to get out and be around other people is gonna be a great opportunity to get in with a community of others. Yeah, and I think being around others are like having sort of like a group that's kind of already exists with similar we all kind of have like a struggle with mental health but then you kind of come together and you learn more about each other and you learn like oh we all like marvel movies or we all like and then you start to go to those things and then that's and then the community becomes friends you know know yeah it's funny because like that doesn't that still applies to my my seven year old son. Like you know, he meets a kid and he's like, "Are you DC or are you Marvel?" You know, what <laughs> I mean, and right away he knows. You can be a part of my community, or you can't. Can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he's he's a pretty welcoming child. We have some rules. <laughs> we have some rules here. Uh, first of all, we all know the Hulk can beat Batman. So if you're a DC guy, yeah, you just got to swallow I hope, that. I would hope he does. Okay, number two. Um, Get involved, right? Get involved. Uh, and then kind of a, a little sub uh, uh, note to that is, is there a social injustice bothering you? Do something. Form a group. Get involved. Sounds like a public policy degree right here. Uh, just <laughs> well, it's just a suggestion. No, you know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody your background. Got an opinion. Everybody's a critic, right? Yeah. Find other people <laughs> who agree with you. Uh, or maybe don't agree with you, but that there's something that you both have on your mind that you see going on, um, and and you want to do something about it. Uh, so I that'll get you out of your isolation, right? There's nothing like um, a social injustice that 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 will just rally people up and say, you know, what? that's not right. We need to do something, and then they get with other like-minded people. And next thing you know, they're involved in this community yeah. outreach. Well, sorry. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think f- for me, though, like I'm so, I don't know if multifaceted is the right word, but I like, I have many passions. And some of them like, it's like I like football, but then I also like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. And Sometimes being around a group of people that like football, they don't like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Mm. So then you kind of create like shell communities where you don't fully have a community. 
Um, so it's, I guess that's why I try to. I mean, those are good starting points, but then eventually you gotta yeah. go well, so deeper. Those, like those, we all those, like those Jesus. Kind of yeah. some of the. I think those take a little bit more because, like, if you're isolated, you're gonna have a hard time doing those things. So here's a few that are just basic that I that can be a good stepping stone to maybe getting more fully involved in the community and like you said being focused and concentrated on one thing uh and this one i think is something that everybody can do uh which is just stay in touch whether it's your friends your family or your neighbors right so there's some people i get it like maybe they don't have a close niche family maybe that might be harder for them but i think most people do i think it's safe to say that most people do have family that they could just call and just talk to, uh, you know, most people have friends. Um, everybody's got a neighbor, right? And who's your neighbor? We established that biblically. Uh, Mr. Rogers? It's everybody. Okay. Right? Everybody's. Yeah. Well, everybody wants to be his neighbor, but that's not realistic. Yeah. So the point of that is there are, there are people in your life who you can reach out to, and that's a good start. Uh, I think we touched on that last time in the first episode, which is just find somebody who you trust and kind of just tell them, hey, man, I'm going through this. And that's where community can kind of start because even if it's just one person, that person's got a person and that person's got a person. And before you know it, you're networking and you've got a community of people who care about you. And then the last one uh, that I've got here is just kind of a basic one is uh, adopt a pet. Oh, yeah. Pets provide comfort. Now, granted, they're not human beings. Yeah. The point being, uh, and and I don't mean that as a slant because there are a lot of people who just love animals, and I do too. I I love animals, and uh, but I do get that you know animals can only communicate so much. Uh, but that is, I think, a good start to it. So if you are just completely locked they up, they love in unconditionally. Yes, they do. Right. <laughs> um, if you feed them, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like when at the, probably the most isolated time of my life. Somebody at one of my previous jobs found a dog on the side of the highway, a little tiny dog that was kind of abandoned. And then I decided, hey, even though my apartment didn't allow dogs, I let's not talk about that. But I uh, decided I'm going to take this little dog home. And then um, it turned out it's gonna it's been my dog for eight years, and been we're we're best friends, you know. There you go, man. So, and so, so she's really helped me out in a without way, really doing anything. You know, prodigal souls started with the adoption of a, of a dog yeah, on the side of the road. And actually, I was uh, before we started prodigal souls, like the night before, I was uh, like praying, like because I was super nervous about starting all this because I don't like talking in front of people. <laughs> but then I found the church I went to in Birmingham. They give you like a certificate when you get baptized with like a letter from the pastor and apparently and I apparently signed a like a commitment letter and I noticed that was like all kind of like the day before I found this dog yeah and it was funny in even looking back at all the commitment letters like I wish I had it right now but it was like Kind of like I commit to do these things in the future, and like looking at it, like I've done all those things since then, and then, but and then I found, but then, like the next day after being baptized, I also found this dog. It's like 
somebody abandoned this dog and but God used it for good in my life and so I think that's always like a reminder for me about like suffering and wow that you know for those of you listening this wasn't planned yeah <laughs> wasn't planned I almost didn't even say it because I I uh I, I didn't know if Ford would take it serious, but that's what? pretty cool. Adopt a pet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're talking about such a heavy topic as, you know, you got to find community. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Adopt I mean, a pet. every, like um, one of the songs that I have on our playlist when we work out is, uh, it's not a Christian song, but it talks about like one foot in front of the other. So like every little step is a step forward. Okay. Even if you step back and then step forward again, you're still going yeah, forward. Now I have that, that one song, Even in the Wild, I'm a priest. <laughs> That's from Destin Music. Check him out on iTunes. Um, it's one of my friends in plugging. But yeah, that's, it's just Absolutely. interesting really seeing, like looking back on how like you don't think God's with you through these things. And then when you really look back at it, like you don't know how else you could have gotten through it. So profound things in life yeah. found in the subtleties of life. Was that tozer? No, I, it's actually something that I, that God has showed me throughout my life. Oh, you just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it's subtle. You said it like you were quoting something. Um just just uh Christ's work through my life. Yeah. I'm always looking for something bigger and I'm always looking for it to be grand and I, and I a lot of times I miss it and come to find out it was the subtle things that God put right in front of me that required me to be patient and to just kind of stop and you know, find find the beauty and the glory in, in those small things and the subtle things, you know. I think we have a habit of, of making things harder, making things uh, out to be as though they have to be some grand. Yeah, I mean, it kind of starts with just surrendering your will Mm-hmm. For God's will, which is yeah. another phil- another uh, theological discussion, but <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, do you have any more uh, tidbits or facts I on your list? I, there um, might start. Nothing that would up. be relevant anymore. Um, j- honestly, if I stated at this point, it would just kind of. Okay, England has a population of 55 million <laughs> people. Uh, we can take it out if it's to which 1.2 million suffer from chronic loneliness oh right i just thought that that was like that pretty profound but that, it's like not relevant here percentages but is that, is that yeah. i i can't do the math on that right now without a calculator but it's it would a percentage. be <laughs> it's a percentage of the population uh, that suffer from chronic loneliness yeah. you can take you can totally take that out because it's not relevant well i mean it's definitely yeah. like part of the world that's very I would, I'm just assuming here that it rains a lot and it's a little bit darker. Um, Funny you mentioned that because I was actually thinking as I was doing this. Vitamin D um, helps with depression as well. The This is true. It does say that. That's yeah. absolutely true. Um, the grunge movement, right, for grunge uh, yeah. rock? Washington. Washington. Yeah. And a lot of that is contributed it's to Washington the Washington state. Washington state. Now, not to be confused with Washington, D.C., uh, which is where I'm from, that area, Northern Virginia. And uh, don't confuse them because they're two different places, actually, on the exact yeah, I opposite. I, I think I clarified that. Coasts of this continent. But anyways, uh, Washington, I just had to throw that out there because that's just where I'm from. And 
Just kind of like you covered Jacksonville earlier from the show that yeah, you're well, watching. We didn't record that. <laughs> oh, we didn't actually record that? No. Well, just for the record, Ford, give a shout out to Jacksonville because he loves the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval. <laughs> Go Redskins. Okay. Anyway, so Washington State, uh, the weather there, quite gloomy, uh, quite rainy. I don't know the statistics on how often it rains, but it's quite a bit. Uh, but they contributed. Uh, the reason that grunge started there is because of the fact that it rained so much and it had such a profound impact on the mental health of the individuals living there that a lot of their music is kind of this uh, gloom and doom type of rock which actually resonated apparently with a lot of people who live outside of gloomy areas, but yeah. uh, I a lot just of headbangers, but yeah, yeah, it definitely all goes together. Like, and that's what I was trying to do with this group is like make a sort of like a, I guess, a holistic approach to dealing with um, mental health and that all these different aspects and resources are important, and then we all struggle differently and come from different um issues and so we can all start in a different place but we can all come together and share or struggle together i guess that's kind of the way to summarize it and so just wrapping up just kind of challenge everybody if you're if you're listening to this and you're feeling isolated just you know Take that leap of faith and do some of these uh, steps that John provided and or uh, read the book of Acts and um, be encouraged. And just know that you're not alone and you're not going through this by yourself. And, you know, you can always uh, chat with us on the website or through our uh, Facebook page or meetup groups or whatever we're definitely here to help point you in the right direction do you mind if i if i say a prayer yeah i i didn't know if i was supposed to uh i mean you, you for that yeah I, i'll tell you that you don't have to prime me at all you don't, you don't okay yeah well, so I'll sure. do it. I'm, I'm all right go, go for brother. it uh heavenly father i thank you uh for allowing us to come together uh lord god that you allow me to be a part of this community prodigal souls that has a, a purpose of, of really what your purpose is, which is to uh, just be there for others who are suffering uh, through uh, mental ailment, ailments, Lord God, that they're suffering with depression and isolation, that you have uh, provided forward with a vision uh, to establish a community that just loves on people, that just provides uh, a safe haven for those who need community who who need others to to come beside them and to pray for them and to uh, just kind of even give them an outlet such as exercise uh, and to encourage them to to be the best person that they can be but above all to to seek you Lord God to just work spiritually and other people who are hurting because uh, Lord I mean you know the hearts of all men and you know that we hurt you know that that we all, to a degree, suffer from depression and that we all isolate ourselves at times when the world becomes too much. And I just pray that uh, you would give us all the strength to just kind of seek you through our pain, that you would give us the encouragement and the strength to seek uh, others who love us and who just want to be there for us. 
uh, and that you would just help us to find communities that help draw us closer to you and just help us um, physically, mentally, and spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm.